All right, give me one more. All right, here we go. This one's mine. Bears lost again. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 8-12 on this Monday morning. Great to be with you on Wisconsin's Morning News. Day after Packers win, so you got that going for you, which is nice. I don't really know how to process that anymore. It's not like it's going what do somewhere. You mean? Well, I mean, like, I'm happy that we won. I definitely sure, enjoyed right. those several hours yeah. more than I have. But it's not the same feeling that normally you have of, like, okay, well, we got to go next week, and we got to, like, I feel like... That was better. <laughs> All right, good enough. Actually, we should do that game. I want to do something else first, but we should do that game later in the show. Okay. Because that what that definitely was better. Always feels good Monday morning, though, after a Packers mm-hmm. win. You want to talk about Badgers? <clears throat> Let's move on. The images are fake, but the victims are real. This is such a confusing story, and it's really super important because we got to get figured out. We covered this story this past week. The students at Nicolay High School, they were facing child pornography charges for posting a video of some fellow students who were engaged in some sort of sexual activity to social media. So what I have been reading is that it's a somebody was doing their business over here and somebody recorded it, and then there was a breakup or something else precipitated the release of this video then on social media, or it got Snapchatted around or something of that nature. And we talked about that. That's going on at Nicolay High School involving actual video of something that happened. This is a totally different case out of suburban New York that is confusing authorities about what to do because the naked pictures circulating around Westfield High School are fake. It's got real people's faces on, but fake naked bodies that have been AI'd into place. So you wouldn't know the difference looking at it, right? If it was a friend of yours or a classmate of yours, Mm -hmm. they send it around and it apparently totally looks like these are naked pictures. Of the people involved and they're not so you first of all that's bad but is it just mean or is it illegal since the pictures aren't actually real and it's creating a real problem for prosecutors because apparently this is on the jersey side of the board it's suburban new york city but it's on the jersey side and the law isn't very clear on things like this yeah enough where they need to try to figure that out moving forward on this so at least 30 girls were targeted one student did serve a suspension, says the parent of one of the, the victims. Dorda Manny's 14-year-old daughter was one of the victims. What has happened, it's not okay. And we should be teaching our boys that there will be consequences. Yeah, so they're they're calling for some type of consequence that you can't just get away with this type of thing. 14-year-old talking also. I just feel like very uncomfortable and very scared. Like a lot of other girls agree with me. And it's a unique situation. It doesn't sound like it would be. You'd be like, oh, no, throw the book at him. But what are you, What book are you throwing? You know, that's the big right. question. Because what does the law say? You can't distribute child pornography, which if they're underage people and like you had the situation in Nicolay, you have people who are under the age of 18 who are wittingly or unwittingly caught in this sex yeah, act. And yeah. that's so even the distributor of that or the possessors of that can run into trouble. And that's the conversation that we talked about last week that you got to have with your kids. If you get sent this stuff immediately to an adult, certainly don't send it anywhere else. But even just having that can put you on the hook for something, whether you ask for it or not. You got stuff of underage kids on your phone involved in sex. That's child pornography. You can't be in possession of that. So you got to get a trusted adult involved right away. You'd hope that would be mom or dad. If that doesn't work for you, then 
school resource officer, mm-hmm. school principal, whatever, but put an end to it. But in this case, again, since the pictures aren't actually real, I mean, they involve real faces, but the nakedness is not real. So right. is that child pornography? It doesn't fit the definition that we know of that. So how do you go after and prosecute that? And what's different? And, and I know there are differences, again, just playing devil's advocate, really. But I mean, what if you put a picture of someone's face on, you know, the butt of a horse? Okay, put my like, face on the horse. Yeah. And then you send it yeah. all around the office here. Right. Like, hey, look, I now, got, got a picture of Vinny earlier today. Yeah. And now that could be embarrassing yes. for you. You That could bother you. But it's, it's mean. And yeah. Now, it's actually, not cool. you know what? <laughs> if, it, if it were the scenario we just drew up, it'd probably be pretty funny. Right. But, but right. You know, and I guess I bring that up as, you know, what is considered embarrassing and what is considered graphic and what, you know, where where is the line? If there is a line that has to be drawn, where is it drawn? And then there's the whole issue, if you want to extrapolate it out further about the conversation that we have to have is, what if it's completely AI'd, like pornographic material? So right. take take out the, the real faces or whatever. If it's AI'd, "Quote unquote child pornography, but it's not real. What is that then? Then you don't have a quote unquote victim, a child who has been victimized. Right. Oh man. But you're getting into some terrible stuff that might encourage a person who possesses that to then act out and and to try to actually live out some of the fantasies that are playing out there. You know what is that? And we don't have answers for that right now. I don't know that any nation does really. I mean, on an individual basis, on a state by state basis. Apparently, according to uh, ABC's Jim Ryan, who joined us live this morning talking about it, you know, a number of state legislatures are starting to take this up and to try to dive into it. But it's a hard, con- it's a hard conversation because you don't know what right is. Right. And it's also it's amazing where you in a, by no means am I defending the kid who did this, but just having no. No idea being that ignorant to the consequences of your actions, like to, to realize that what you're doing is significantly incorrect. <laughs> like you should, yes. What in the world are you thinking? And that's the other hard part, too. And whether it's this or any other juvenile activity that's you know illegal, you get into the teenage brain. And like I said last yeah, they week, they process differently. We, we never had this problem of the naked pictures of each other because we didn't have an HD camera in right. our back pocket at our disposal. You'd have had to grab your parents' camera, shoot a roll of film, and take it to Walgreens to have it developed. Not Non-starter, right? So I don't know what my 15-year-old brain or 16-year-old brain, how it would have processed any sort of temptation to do that because you just you couldn't do it. But imagine your 15-year-old brain seeing a picture of you that's been... AI'd and seeing that getting sent around the school. And then running around the school as people are teasing you or, yeah. or bullying you and you're saying, that's not me. Sure it's not. That's No, it's actually not me. And then how do you repair that damage? Right. You wonder, if too, if there is where you, where you could have some action on this is civil litigation might move quicker than criminal litigation oh, or absolutely. criminal statutes and things like that because you could still make an argument whether it be defamation, defamation whether it yeah. be, you know, there are... What do we call it when you're uh, revenge porn? Yes, that's been something that people have been that and that's, legislatures that's have been taking. Yeah, yeah. and they, that that took a few years to crack down yeah. across the country. But yeah, that's and that's something where right, you and your significant other may have exchanged videos of one another or whatever, and then you break up, and then something one party posted, just yep. decides, oh yeah. Here's what I'm going to do with that. And that's being made illegal in legislatures across the country. Nothing that deals with this. The difficult thing is it's not real. The pictures are fake, but the victims are real. 
Not sure how they're going to move forward on that. 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-five, Wisconsin's morning news. This Monday morning, Packers twenty to three winners over the Los Angeles Rams. Got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up again at noon on Sunday. All right, so that was good, right? Big win. Yeah, feeling better. Will you engage with us here? Let's play. Let's play the game. We should almost do this every week. Okay, maybe. You like that? Oh, I stole it from Kirk Cousins. You like that? Did you see that hilarious ad? Oh, the the Packers fans loving Kirk Cousins because he's just such a nice guy. So if you didn't get it, that's born directly out of the, is it Netflix that's doing Packers? Yeah, uh, that quarterback thing, yeah. It's a great series. It's very similar in some ways to Hard Knocks, which is these behind-the-scenes, full-access interviews plus like really cool video that you never see of what guys go through in the NFL and Netflix has this series called quarterbacks and three featured quarterbacks include Kirk cousins of the Vikings. The first episode, like I was about to start watching it and we watched about a minute of it and it's Kirk cousins reading to his kids. So this is the Vikings quarterback, the guy you want to hate, right? Our arch enemy. He seems like a really good guy. (laughs) He's like an awesome dude. (laughs) So he starts, he's reading to his kids and he's saying nice stuff. And my wife immediately says, I can't watch this. Because I know I'm going to like this guy, and I don't want to like this guy. <laughs> We're all sucked in. We're a few episodes in. But this commercial, then, they show this guy. He's all packered up. He's got his gear on. He's going to watch the game at somebody's house. He walks in the living room. And they're all wearing pack- they're all wearing Cousins Vikings stuff. gear. Yep, yep. And they're like, what, what gives? And he's like, well, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's a really nice Viking. Just like him. <laughs> Just like him. him. That was fun. How about a, a, a win's a win? I'll take that. That's, that's too many. Uh, that's a good... Well, you could go wins a win. 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, talk and text line. What are your three words there? You got one? Yeah, okay. I got a whole list. You ready? You're offsides. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yes, you, offsides. You're lined up wrong. <laughs> that was four. Where's Simone Biles? Where is Simone Biles? Why is it? Do you f- I find that very interesting that we don't see her dominating our TV screen. Give me one shot, two shots. Was she? I mean, entirely possible she wasn't there this last week. But like she, but she was two weeks ago watching the game. She's tweeting about it and stuff like that. Her husband had a good game yesterday. Jonathan Owen, very nice game. I've been critical of him, but uh, he's uh, he had a I very just, nice game. I find that very interesting. The difference between the coverage of when Biles is at Lambeau versus anything that happens with Taylor Swift. I'm just very curious about that. Is that is that her doing? Is it because Biles isn't interested in having the camera in front of her all the time? You made an interesting point. Is it because? She doesn't have a suite to sit in. Like, where is where is her seat, right? Is she she's not in the the premier's suite? She's right. not buying one herself. Well, so when Kansas City comes to town, though, don't you think both of them will be there? That Swift will be there, and then yes, because she be said there. she'll be at that game as well. Taylor right. Swift is said to be coming to Green Bay for the primetime game. It's on NBC. NBC, of course, is your Olympic station for ten thousand yeah. years. That's so. Right. I, th- I think, no, seriously, they signed a contract for the next 10,000 years. They're going to have the Olympics. <laughs> I, no, but so for sure, they'll want to feature Simone Biles. Beat the Steelers? 
Yeesh. <laughs> Steelers are usually typically a pretty good team. Getting some here on the old National Bank talking text line. All right, you ready? Yep. Meh. Okay. <laughs> Win some more. It's Carolyn Kiwasco. Oh, okay. That's all right. <laughs> Run the table. Yes. <laughs> could right, you Jair. imagine? It's not, but could you imagine? It'd be incredible. If they, just if they won incredible. out, they just got white hot. Finally. <laughs> okay. okay, that one works too. Hey, hey, well done. Now, you got to win the ones you got. So even if you're playing against Mark Rippon's, you know, godson or whoever that was at quarterback, <laughs> yeah, nephew right. or I think it was cousin. nephew. Yeah, right. <laughs> whoever that guy was playing quarterback for the Rams. And not exactly like a direct dissension would also be like, <laughs> right. so, ooh, well. At one point, right, it's not Charlie I think it was Woods. just one of the guys selling popcorn in the concourse that was there. <laughs> it was it's somehow related. <laughs> right. All right. Give me one more. All right. Here we go. This one's mine. Bears lost again. Uh, 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. With a K or with a C? I asked you this before I forgot. It's with a K. Grok. That's right. Grok. <laughs> That's what it's called. Got to get to it. Artificial intelligence if news. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? So Elon Musk is launching his new artificial intelligence venture. Despite right? having said, what's he on record as having said? There's a, there's a chance better than zero that AI will kill us yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yes. He has said <laughs> That's that. That's a quote. He has said that. Bullseye. He has also said that uh, 80% chance that it's great. Okay. So that you just got to be, you know, we, a lot of great things we can do with AI, but we got to be smart is basically what he's most recently said So he's launching good on the AI. matter. So yeah, so Grok, as it's called. Grok is the name of his AI. It's an AI bot. Um, he says right now it's only available to a certain number of people before it's released on X Premium Plus, which costs about $16 a month. Now, you may be wondering, why is it called? Grok. Grok. The newly launched Grok draws its name from the science fiction novel Stranger in a Strange Land. Grok means to understand so thoroughly that the object of observation becomes a part of the observer. That is Grok. Stop laughing. <laughs> I think it's a weird name, but I suppose it'll stick. Well, why? Yeah, a name's a name. Chat GPT is that a better name? Yeah, not no. So he expects that's it. the one that's free. You can already do that, right? Chat GPT is already around. Is that there. Google? So yeah, I think they might be connected to that one. I get them mixed up a little bit. Um, but that one, he he believes that Grok, Grok will move faster and do more than ChatGPT could. So his bot is better. Yes, apparently. Does he want to fight anyone over at Google? I want to see. I, <laughs> he hasn't said that yet. I want to see him have like Grok fight somebody. Yeah, like, right. Put the him AI head to head. Going to... Have him play chess or something like yeah. that. It could be anything, or you could have him doing a you know. Some kind of rap off or something. It'd be great. Anything. A rap, yes, rap battle. Rap battle. Between two AIs, and it, but it has to be in that voice. It can't be like a, <laughs> it has to be in computer voice. Yes. So who knows, maybe that's next as a way to incorporate more interest into this manner. But Grok is coming to a computer near you. For 16 bucks. Correct. <laughs> to start. 841 of Wisconsin's Morning News.
846 uh, Wisconsin's morning news trial finally expected to begin today. That former Milwaukee police officer more than three years ago accused of killing a guy at a house party. The former Milwaukee cop is Michael Mattioli. He is charged with first-degree reckless homicide in the death of 25-year-old Joel Acevedo. Accused of placing him in a chokehold, Mattioli was off-duty at the time. The party was at his house. I mean, scandal on the front end of COVID as we were all still in lockdown and he had a a, a rogue cop party ha- taking place in Milwaukee. A little house party. Yep. So that shouldn't have been happening nonetheless. But the, the more serious matter at hand, obviously, according to Mattioli and others who were at the party, there was concern that the house guest, Acevedo, was stealing from, I don't know if it was Mattioli himself or somebody at the party, accusing him of going through people's pockets or whatever. That's when this fight broke out. And then, according to witnesses in the criminal complaint, Mattioli had... Acevedo in a hold, even when police officers arrived. The sticking point is going to be, you know, how was the defense frame this and the cause of death, which was ruled a homicide by the medical examiner's office. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel has kind of a comprehensive timeline up. What happened was uh, Acevedo was found to be in distress when officers arrived, took him to the hospital, and he died several days later after this altercation. So, According to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, they go back through some of the things that were shared with prosecutors, some of the things that are in the charging documents. It said, afterward, Mattioli told investigators, he, quote, didn't suffocate the guy. I had my arms around his neck, yes, and I held him there, but I didn't suffocate the guy. I didn't press hard enough. I'm not stupid. I know what's deadly force and what's not. So that pretty well frames what his defense is going to be. Yeah, okay, I tussled with this guy, had him in a hold, but there's something else at play here. Medical examiner's office did rule it a homicide, cause of death asphyxiation, I believe. But the the hurdle to cross here for the defense is going to see, were there other mitigating factors? Were there drug and alcohol use that could have contributed to this? Were there other things? One of the reasons that the trial was delayed for so many years is they couldn't find the ME. The medical examiner disappears. Brian Peterson, is that name right? I think that's who it was. Longtime medical examiner in Milwaukee County abruptly resigned. There was actually some dispute over whether he resigned or got fired. But anyway, he was done. All of a sudden, just gone. And then by gone, I mean, they couldn't find him. And they needed him to testify in some of the preliminary hearings for this thing. Now, there is some people frustrated with this. The uh, lawyers for Acevedo and Acevedo's family were frustrated, saying that, well, why do you need this ME even Mm -hmm. to be there? Can't another ME interpret the studies that were found, the the records and results of the autopsy. Which was kind of where I was coming down until you think about maybe because of what the defense is going to be for Mattioli's people, maybe you need that ME in there to be cross-examined by one of your experts and say, well, did you look for this? Well, did you look for this? Was this a factor? And if you don't have that person, um, maybe that's something to do with it. Nonetheless, uh, trial is set to begin today. First day or two, usually pretty boring. It's jury selection, yep. and I imagine that could be lengthy. If try to find a jury that hasn't somehow been tainted by all the news coverage, this story was widely covered for now years. Uh, even at that, just because you know about it doesn't mean you can't serve on the jury. You'd have to be able to s- suggest that, no, I can be impartial. I haven't made up my mind here. But uh, that's the front end of it, which begins today at the Milwaukee County Courthouse. Wanted to get this in. I got time to squeeze this in. Some troubling sure. poll numbers out for the future of the nation Not good for the sitting president, not necessarily good for the leading Republican alternative either. Tough to get a substantial number of Americans to agree on anything these days, but most of us us seem to think that things are not going well. 
Voters are just plain frustrated across the board. 76% of adults in this poll say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Only 23%, less than a quarter of the country, say that we're headed on the right track. <laughs> Three-fourths of us. Not Things aren't going well. Wrong direction. Well, when, when do you ever turn on the TV or read a headline where you, <laughs> you feel good, good about stuff? Like right. Yeah, things are, things are okay here. That was uh, ABC News political director Rick Klein on this ABC News Ipsos poll. A lot of stuff in there. How does it shape up for the leading candidates? Klein again on those results. 29% of Americans saying they're more likely to vote for a Democrat who isn't the current president. As for Donald Trump, 31% say they're more likely to vote Republican if the nominee isn't Trump. And in both of those cases, the number of independents even higher. About 38% in both, in both of those matchups say they're more likely to vote for that party if the current frontrunner is not the nominee. Okay, so things aren't going well. And the leading Democrat and the leading Republican in the race for president are both guys that a substantial chunk don't want either. Not like not, wouldn't vote for, like don't want them to be running. Right. Want some other choices. But that being the case, like, are, how are we on this sort of runaway train that seems to be leading to only that? So, typically, though, isn't this what happens, though, when you, especially with candidates like these two that have been around for, for a while, where it's all about fearing the other candidate or hating mm-hmm. the other candidate, so you vote for the one, the other candidate, right? And that's what's happened here. We've heard so much about these two guys for so long over so many, you know, course of many, many years. There's been so much happening in the news regarding both of them that that has many Americans, many voters a little annoyed or irked or fearful of what the future looks like. You see any possibility President Biden doesn't see the nomination through? You know, I, I that percolated yesterday. There's a stuff up. out there. Yeah, I... David Axelrod was among those who said that yesterday. Now, Axelrod, I think, has always had a little bit of a weird history with Biden anyway, but he was Democratic one of the Democratic operative was yep, important in the Obama, uh, Obama yep. election and then served under Obama. Yeah. Basically saying, yeah, now might be the time to get out and let someone else. There's still time for someone else to jump in. I don't even know who that would be, though. So that's being said out loud now in some Democratic circles. Not all, but some. Yeah, this guy who announced out uh, of the congressman yeah, out of Minnesota, Minnesota guy, who announced, yeah. all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna run in the election. I'm gonna seek the Democratic yeah. nomination. And immediately colleagues on the Democratic side were like, mm, I don't really see that being viable. So or was, helpful. Or, you know? or helpful, right. Right. So I don't know what comes of it, but nonetheless, um, Americans are frustrated. They don't really like the choices, but yet we're on this runaway train to that again shaping up for the twenty twenty five election. Voters are just plain frustrated across the board. 24, I skipped a year. 853 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. How about this for a high temp today? 66 degrees and actually, once we get rid of these showers, which it seems like, just checking the radar here, mostly everything out over Lake Michigan, in fact, into the state of Michigan. So we should see sunshine today, high of 66. That is okay. WTMJ's Mike Spaulding is in this house right now. Whoa! Why yeah, hi, I, guys. Why am I seeing you? Scafidi out today? Scafidi is out today. It will be myself and Carol Kane okay. doing the big show WTMJ now. I have to ask you guys, what's with the balloons? Don't know. Here when we got here. 
If you're watching us on the live stream, which you can do at WTMJ.com or on our YouTube page or social media, just click the Watch Now button as opposed to the Listen Now. I'd love to say that it was us celebrating Greg Pancake Hill's birthday from over the weekend. Well, that's what I thought it was. You should have said that. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely would have bought Greg. it. I would have bought it 100%. I'd be like, oh, you guys are so nice. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, well, someone then, else must yes. have had a birthday. <laughs> I don't know. There's candy upstairs too for your birthday. Oh, look at that! You guys, that's are the not best. left over from trick or treating. That's in that big not. orange yeah. bowl. Brought yeah. that in just for you, guy. Yeah, I need more candy. Isn't that the worst? <sighs> Please, I don't need candy at all. Um, I'm not really a super sweet person. I'm more of a salty. But if it's sitting around, yeah. I'm going to grab it. Sure. Like I saw the buckets upstairs. What did I take? A handful of little mini Hershey's yeah, bars. Yeah, heck yeah. I'll take baked goods over candy, though, every day. Well, do you guys hit a limit? So I hit a limit. I walked in today. I saw the bowl of candy. And I just like, last week it was exciting when you saw it. It's like, all right, Halloween was just on with Tuesday. It's Friday. I could use a little pick-me-up. Today I walked in. I was like, I can't do any more candy. And like I hit the wall. And I realized like it's that weird time before Thanksgiving that like I just don't want to see candy bars anymore. Well, and you know what? At, at, I've got a ton of it. I had five trick-or-treaters. That's it, huh? Five. And two of them were teenagers, and they were, like, really respectful. And they were like, I'm only going to take one. I'm like, finally, I actually, okay, guys, because you know how creepy I can be. The one, <laughs> there's two dads and their three little kids, and they had a dog. And my Beauregard is losing it. And they were, like, afraid to come up to the house. So here's Carol I'm racing down the driveway. Stop, please. please. Take hey, some my of candy. Please take, my candy. take my candy. I have candy. <laughs> Wait. It was creepy, Carol. Mike Spaulding, Carol Kane with WTMJ Now up next.